0: Welcome to Single Mom Stories with Kelly Travis, a show that brings you stories and conversations about life as a single mom, the mess, and the beauty, and everything in between. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Single Mom Stories podcast. I'm really glad to be here, uh, especially because I list list missed last week. Uh, It's been a little hectic over here. but. I'm really excited to share. I have a lineup of interviews, some amazing guests coming up. And today I'm bringing you a really important topic that we all encounter when we become single parents and it's transitions. But before we dive in, I want to remind you where we can hang out together. If you haven't already joined me over on Instagram, I try to be active over there at Single Mom Stories Podcast. So come on over, follow me, say hi, send me a message. I'm also trying to curate a group on Facebook and that's called Single Mom Stories. So we can hang out there if you're into Facebook. And um, YouTube has some video of these interviews if you're a visual person. So definitely hang with me there. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please head over and rate and review. Because when you do that, there's something that happens. I don't know if it's the algorithm or what, but it helps other people find this. And I just want to be able to connect with more and more single parents or parents who are doing the bulk of the work, not necessarily single parents, right? by title. So please, if you're feeling up to it, head over, rate and review. And if you're not today, cool, maybe another time. Okay, let's talk about transitions. As you probably have heard me say, I got divorced when my youngest was a little over a year and a half. No, a little over a year, sorry. And my oldest was three. So I immediately realized how important transitions were. And when I say transitions, what I'm referring to are when they leave our house and go to the other parent's house or when they come back, right? Equally as important is the time when they come back is when they're going away. And initially, our schedule was fairly consistent. He actually had them a little bit more, an extra day of the weekend. So we really knew what that was going to look like and could set ourselves up for success. Now it's a little... He's spending less time with the kids, but it's still consistent. So we have not changed anything what i have learned are there are some secrets depending on the age of your kiddos so i'm going to share those and wherever you fall whether you have itty bitties or you have teenagers which i'm obviously not familiar with but generally speaking i can give some tips i also have some you know advice from therapy so you know for what it's worth <laughs> And I would love for you, if you head over to the website, singlemomstories.net, and you find this podcast post, you can comment. So definitely, either there or on Instagram, share your like tips for transitions, especially if you have teenagers, because obviously, that's not my wheelhouse yet. And I'm not going to try to tell people how to do that. Okay. So depending on the age, I think there are always challenges, right? And not only for the kiddos, but for us too. So you might have a fantastic relationship with your ex and you co-parent like nobody else's business, like you guys rock it. Or you could be on the other side, like me, where it's a little more challenging. You have to minimize communication in order to stay healthy. And and so that comes with its challenges as well. So I want to talk about that too, because transitions are just as tricky for us as they are for kids. And we want everybody to be able to handle them the best we can, right? So I'll talk like little kids, right? Which goes probably from their itty bitties all the way till probably like through elementary school. So some of the things that worked for me because the boys were always with me all week and they would go for the weekend, every other weekend, it helped that they knew the schedule. So we created a calendar. They could see on the... like I bought one of those whiteboard calendars and we could write on there when they were going. So there was never a surprise. They could X off the weekends when I dropped them off at school. They knew they're going with their dad. It was always communicated. We're very clear. I prepared them so that they would know because even now, there's still some attachment and they struggle a little bit with leaving. And so having those conversations early on so they know, my oldest has to know a plan. He needs to know what we're doing, what time, what's happening today. He just likes that structure routine so the more information i can give him the better he feels the more secure he feels so creating a calendar getting them involved with it making sure they know the dates and staying consistent with the schedule right adding to that like they get used to it so if you've worked it out with the courts or you know have a parenting agreement sticking to that schedule is really helpful I have friends who they don't always stick to the schedule because, you know, maybe things come up or their ex isn't as involved. And, you know, some of those things can really rattle kiddos. They also kind of mess with us too, right? So the more we can stay consistent, the better it is they get used to it we know what's going on right so it's kind of just part of the routine like when we go to school and when we have the weekend right they're they're aware of it i know some people have like that two and what is that it's like 5 days on 5 day i don't know there's so many different ways people are doing it now so whatever it is as long as the kids know and you have a way and a system to let them know The better off, right? When mine were little, it helped if they had like a stuffed animal or a toy that they could take back and forth with them. One child did it more than the other. And that was always helpful because, you know, it's just a security blanket, right? I remember when I was little, I still remember the blanket that I had when I was little that I took everywhere. And eventually I. Got to be older, and the blanket had to be knotted up so many times because I dragged it everywhere. It didn't even look like a blanket anymore. And I remember this, like very, very vividly. But to have something that they can have that they take back and forth, super, super helpful. And I found that if I didn't have to make them pack for the weekend, that was better, right? I've read of some, you know, challenges that this brings up. For kids, especially, it can they can feel unsettled already because they're having to go back and forth. And so being made to pack in advance for every change back you know, back to dads can kind of add to that feeling, right? And you know, weekends might be a little bit easier than weekdays, but if you can have two sets of everything at both houses, so much better, less stress, Over, like, forgetting things, you know, and identifying what belongs where. We don't want our kids to feel like a visitor in one of the parents' homes. So, trying to get away from that would be really helpful. And then the other thing, which really kind of goes with how we manage the situation, is to minimize the conversations and the tension during the transition, right? Try not to. Like, have difficult conversations or bring up, you know, arguments or challenge the other person while you're doing the drop off or the pickup, because that just is unsettling for the kids and they don't need to be around that. Right. And I learned that very early on. And we've never really done that because uh, we recognize that we don't need to add to the maybe the insecurity or the stress that the kids are feeling. I did read somewhere and I'll um, find the link on social that we need to avoid saying I'll really miss you, which I'm super guilty of doing. And instead say something like, of course, mommy's going to miss you, but here's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to work today and then I'm meeting a friend for lunch and then I have to go to the grocery store and I'll be right here when you get back home. Right? So like letting them understand what you're going to be doing, that you're okay. My oldest worries about me when he leaves now that he's a little bit older and he's he does struggle with anxiety. And so we really had a hard time for about a year where he refused to go. When his dad would come and pick them up, he would hide, go hide in his room, hide under the table, wouldn't come out. He would cry. And he would... Cry about, well, mommy, I want you to be okay. And I'm not going to, you know, just the fact that he was owning that was so much for me. Um, and therapy for him has really helped, but really trying not to make them worry about you is important. And then what I've learned is that we can really get hung up and overwhelmed by and spend way too much energy worrying about the things that are happening in our ex's home. And I've had to come to the realization over the years that it's actually none of my business most of the time what goes on over there, unless I'm concerned about harm. That's always my business no matter where they go. But my kids don't need to get caught in the middle of my judgment or my criticism or my anger about their dad or how he operates his home and i've had to bite my tongue a few times and i've not been you know 100% successful here but i try really hard because i don't want him to insert himself into my business so it's really an exercise in mutual respect, right? He's allowed to feed him what he wants and do what he wants with them, and make decisions as a parent when I'm not there. Period. And I have to get over that. <laughs> I'm in therapy too, <laughs> because I judge myself, I compare myself, I do a lot of that stuff, and I you know, it's not helpful for us to do that. And I wouldn't want him to do it to me either, right? So practicing respect. And then finally with this, the other thing is just supporting their love of the other parent, right? They're going to be less anxious about transitions if they know they have our support no matter what. They should feel free to be excited and enjoy the other parent and have a good time with them without feeling guilty about leaving us, right? And lonely in their absence, right? Or liking the other parent more or any of that. So we can't forget their children were the adults. It's not their job to be our emotional support person. And both parents should be important to a child. They don't need to compare or you know be weighed down by those feelings. And we have to try really hard here too, because we're human and it's really easy to um, fall into that. So, so those are some of the general things that I find important in sending our children away. And these apply from early age all the way on up, right? Through when they're kind of adults or in that high school age. And in high school, or even I guess middle school, kids probably have phones. And so you can communicate more with them. And I've arranged it. So when my kids are with my ex, once in a while, he'll let them call me on a Saturday, but he doesn't have them. That for that long and that often. So I try to respect his time with them. But if there's ever a time when I have to travel or something, then he lets me call. So having that in place is also really helpful, right? So what about when we get them back? Because this can be a challenge as well. I don't know about you, but in my case, my kids, when they go to Their dads. It's like a vacation. (laughs) And then they come back and they have to be back to reality, which is like, I have more rules. You know, I handle the day to day. They go to school, like there's chores and all the things. So it's an adjustment every time they come back. And I have to be prepared, but I also have to have systems in place. So one of those things is they love to talk about what they did at their dad's. And I want them to be able to talk about what they did at their dad's to a point because I recognize in myself that I don't want to hear it over and over again. It does something to me, but I also want them to have that freedom to tell me about what they did. And so... I allow them to as soon as they get home because that's what they love to do. And then we kind of find something to move on to. And that could be like, I have an idea that we'll go to the park or we haven't... I already have an activity planned because they come home on Sunday, like around lunchtime. And so I either have a play date figured out or we have plans to go somewhere else or there's a game we're going to play or we're going to visit their grandparents, something so that it makes the transition a little bit easier. Speaking to when they talk about what they did at their dad's, the one thing that I think is important is I am not nosy. I just listen. I don't ever push for information or get nosy about specific things unless there is a concern because I don't want them to think or feel like I'm trying to get information and they have to hide stuff. So just keep that in mind. With regards to the ritual, I love this because we do it... You know every time they're coming back every other week from the weekend and it's predictable like they know when they come back we're going to do something um i have a friend who starts a puzzle with her kids on the day they leave for their dads and then they finish it when they come back so there's so many things you can do here right and i love this and so thinking outside the box what is a ritual you could start with your kids around transitions right maybe it's you know something like a puzzle or a movie or you know something like that that you can do and it just makes it easier <laughs> and then the other important thing is to ask ourselves what we need during the transition in my case my kids come back and Because rules are different, the environment is different at their dad's, they come back and there is a little bit of a reprogramming, which is understandable, right? They have to be reminded where they are and that things are a little bit different at my house versus their dad's house, which is fine, like we said, right? I can't change that. So kind of creating space for myself before they come. I try to take like 30 minutes before I know that they're due to come home on Sunday to... Either like (laughs) spend some time quiet, do something that energizes me, depending on how I'm feeling, so that I can be connected to them when they come home. And I don't feel like it's a challenge to kind of get them back to where they need to be now that they're in my house. So, really checking in with ourselves, right, during that time. And I'm sure that if you have your kids longer, like mine are usually only away less than 48 hours. And that's enough for them to forget that they're no longer there. So if yours are gone like a week on, a week off, there's probably a little bit more of an adjustment period. So what do you need, right? What do you need in order to feel good about them reentering the home? Do you need to connect with them in some way? I love squeezing them and giving them lots of hugs. But then you know, knowing what you need in advance to prepare yourself for the change, right? Because... Let's be honest, when our kids leave the house, it's weird. Especially, you know, when I first started, when I was first divorced, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like for those 48 hours, I was in tears. I didn't know how to be alone. I felt like I was missing something because I was. And for a little while, I would just fill my weekends. And then I had to challenge myself to be alone because I knew I was just avoiding dealing with it. And it still has not gotten any easier. I still really struggle when my kids aren't with me. I get moody. I have a hard time knowing what to do with myself when I don't have them Did I mention I'm in therapy? (laughs) I'm working through it. I'm working through it because as moms, especially, we feel like if we're not mommying, if we're not doing the things to take care of our kids, then there's something wrong, right? We're not good enough. We're not doing enough. And that can play a major part in how we feel about ourselves, how we feel when they come home, when they leave, how we act about it, right? And so all of this is really important. So, hopefully, this helps. So there's the transition and sending them, and then there's the transition in getting them back. Hopefully, you can take something from this between, you know, having that schedule, having the routine, how you show up for your kids, what we do and don't do in terms of how we speak about the other parent and then what we do to prepare for them coming home and how we handle that. So I'd love to hear your own insights, what you've learned, what works for you, because I know there's plenty more out there. So make sure you chime in over on social or at the link where this is posted on the website. Okay. I love you all. I hope you're doing well. And um, I can't wait to talk to you next week. All right. Bye for now.